to discuss her book, When They Call You a Terrorist. The 1st of February, Daniel Ellsberg and Larry Bensky will talk about Dan's urgent new work, The Doomsday Machine, Confessions of a Nuclear War Planner. Then Roxanne Dunbar-Ortiz will present Loaded, a disarming history of the Second Amendment, meaning guns. Richard Wolf will then view the ominous wry decline of U.S. capitalism. To greet springtime, Michio Kaku will provide a startling new perspective he calls the future of humanity, terraforming Mars, interstellar travel, immortality, and our destiny beyond Earth. Find out much more about these events on the KPFA website. And you are listening to 94.1 KPFA and 89.3 KPFB in Berkeley, 88.1 KFCF in Fresno, 97.5 K24HBR in Santa Cruz and online at kpfa.org. The time is 3.31. Stay tuned next for Cover to Cover Open Book. Hi, welcome to Cover to Cover Open Book, or as I like to say, Frame to Frame. My name is Raina Cowan, and for the next half hour, we're going to be speaking about film. You know, there's certain trends in film that really (laughs) kind of shock me, and then I get quite engaged with. And one of them has been the superhero thing, which I really kind of avoided. I think I watched one of the Batman films, and I thought, oh my God, this is so violent and brutal. But underneath, there's incredible pain and pathos, which was surprising. And then I watched Wonder Woman, and I thought, there is something here that's more than I would have thought before. And I was really interested in thinking about it, having some insight about it. So I decided to invite somebody who is an expert on superheroes, (laughs) something that probably a lot of kids wish they were when they were growing up. You know, they're an expert on superheroes, but in a different way. (laughs) Ramsey Fawaz is an assistant professor of English at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. And he is the author of a new book entitled The New Mutants, Superheroes, and the Radical Imagination of American Comics. Welcome to KPFA. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. So why don't we start with Wonder Woman? Because since that was my inroad in, uh, there's something very interesting about both the history of Wonder Woman and then how it winds up appearing in film. So maybe you could tell us a little bit of where she started to where she is now. Um, The cultural history of Wonder Woman has now become widely known for a couple of reasons. One is because of historian Jill Lepore's book uh, about William Moulton Marston, um, the man who invented the character of Wonder Woman. And another is just because queer histories of comics are kind of emerging more and more as the, um, the medium is circulating among many different populations. So... Many people now know that Marston was a Harvard-trained psychologist uh, or psychoanalyst who um, had very elaborate and what seemed like crazy theories about uh, the need for men to submit psychically and sexually to women in order to improve um, kind of the social and emotional life of planet Earth. And um, he kind of famously lived in a three-person relationship um, with two women. They raised family together and they, uh, from all records, had a, had a BDSM relationship. So Wonder Woman is this interesting figure that emerges out of kind of that psychological dynamic. And the early years of Wonder Woman were very much fantasies about a woman who... Um, 
both submits to other women, but is also submitted to by men. That bondage imagery uh, runs throughout the entire series. There's a wonderful book by Noah Berlatsky now um, that is called that is about Wonder Woman and its and its histor- historical roots in bondage. So the character is very queer in many ways. Emerges out of this really anti-patriarchal, um, anti-sexist, feminist psychological imaginary, and this is this gets captured again, of course, in the 70s by uh, radical feminists. She becomes an emblem of second wave feminism. Um, and people like Gloria Steinem reprint some of the original issues from the 40s. So there's that history. And I think that that's, that's very key to the character. So if we think about that, somehow, when she's getting recreated for this 2017 uh-huh. year, yeah. uh, you know, it's like a totally different thing. How does she, how is she envisioned and how is it different from how she had been seen before? I think that's a great question. A number of scholars like um, Jack Halberstam have lamented the fact that her reinvention in the cinematic universe has lost all of its queer history. Like we don't see her as part of that history of bondage, etc. I think what's happening with the movie is quite, it's actually quite simple and basic, which is that we have a genre that, um, in the cinematic universe at least, has been totally dominated by men, to a, which was also historically the case in comics, but n- much less so. Comics by the 60s and 70s were introducing a slew of women characters and uh, characters of much greater diversity than had previously been presented. So I think part of what's happening now is simply that we have a genre that's become to overtake American and global cinema that has become so overdetermined, so, I mean, boring. So there's the superhero genre of film now is kind of rote. We all know what it's going to offer us. That the simple insertion of a, a powerful woman character into the center of a superhero film just changes what she, what, what counts as a superhero and what she looks like. I think part of what's really powerful about Wonder Woman was that they imagined her, and this is where they really did borrow from her original history, as an emblem of peace against war. That, 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 she, is, um, that she is an icon of love. Uh, and that love for her counters war and violence. That, I think, is the core element that they retain from the original, um, uh, the original character. And you see that played out in, in the film. Well, she's also kind of a foil to culture. Like she goes at one moment, she goes into this department store and tries on clothes. Yeah. And uh, it's like, these are not clothes that a woman warrior can wear mm-hmm. or anybody could really move in. And so she's uh, she becomes sort of the representation of some aspect of the confinement that most women have been living by. Oh, absolutely. I think... Um because she comes from this all woman paradise island, she has almost what we would perceive of now as a kind of naive view of where she assumes that women are powerful, are warriors, have an equal footing in society. She doesn't, she doesn't even have a conception of gendered inequality. That's not even something that's part of her psyche or her socialization. So exactly as you point out, part of what's amazing about the figure is that she gets to embody what it would look like for someone who doesn't have any of our forms of gendered socialization encountering our world and encountering patriarchy. And that encounter for her is absurd, right? Like, 
part of what happens to her throughout the movie is that she's constantly articulating or expressing a, a sense of the absurdity of gender depression. As you pointed out, she does not understand how women's clothing could ever be functional for them in our world. She doesn't understand why men are duplicitous. She doesn't understand why women are not allowed into certain spaces. And what she expresses is not sadness or grief over it. She expresses um, shock, amusement, and embarrassment for humanity. And there's something really powerful about that affect. Um, because it's so different than the... Um, than the affects that we associate with traditional male superheroes. Figures like Batman, Superman, etc. They are enamored of the laws of our world. Even though they're vigilantes, they want to uphold the social order as it is. And she doesn't understand our social order. It makes no sense to her. Um, and in fact, part of what I find fascinating about the movie is that she has such a visceral disgust for injustice as it is played out in our um, in our geopolitical order. And um, I think that that's something we need at this moment. We need to see um, a superheroic figure who is so turned off by, you know, patriarchy, violence, global war, etc. I think there's something really compelling about that. So I don't know if this is even up your alley, but I was so surprised that at the film, I went to see it in a regular theater with, mm-hmm. you know, that was packed with people. And at the end, everybody clapped and not just the women, but the men, oh, too. I experienced that as well. I definitely saw that. Um, I think that people are hungry to see this genre do something else. I'm usually the last person to say that if you make a woman a director of a movie or if you make an African-American a director of a movie, that that necessarily means the movie is going to be more progressive or more transformative. There is nothing to suggest that there is a direct correlation between our identities and our politics. Um, and, and as my colleague Jennifer Nash would say, you know, we're, we're, we're all steeped in the same political fiction. So it doesn't mean that just because of your identity, you're going to escape that. But I do think that the film industry, particularly superhero films, are so male-dominated, so saturated by masculine imagery, ways of life, ways of thinking, that in, in a case like this, and I think this will be true of Black Panther too, to put an intelligent woman as its director necessarily transformed what could be told in the genre. And that's just because of the conditions of cinema. Um... And, um, and, and and it's kind of being dominated by men. So in that sense, um, I think that she is so compelling to so many different kinds of audiences simply because she doesn't reperform the status quo. She provides so many different ways of feeling and thinking about the superhero that I think people were overwhelmed by it and surprised by it in really interesting ways. So it makes sense to me that men would have found it compelling. We might also say uh, less generously that the movie does ultimately, the movie is also about war and it is. it also gives something to a certain kind of male audience that there is incredible amounts of action and violence, etc. And so it's also pleasurable in that way. Yeah. So... You know, the way that most films are structured is that the main character changes through the course of the film. Now, we know at the beginning yeah. of this film, she I don't know whether she is a curator at a French yeah, museum. She's the right? Yeah, she's, yeah, exactly, exactly. She's like an archivist or something. Yeah, or, yeah. So you think, okay. Like a preservationist. Right, so how does she go from, so is that like yeah. where she's winding up? But 
do you up they want to hold the whole social the size of order and he is he doesn't stands an under order in our social it makes a heart and um fact and in part of what i personally find fact moving about them she has is this such a world this discuss for in justice is play as it in it out um our geo in our order political and i think um something we think that's it moment that this need to we need to see um a like superhero who eager go to her suffer to buy you know a patriarchy hate violence violent war global etc it's just something i think they're telling really about that i don't know so this is you know if up even but your alley so so i was that prize film at the i went to and regular theater theater that was with in with people packed and bull and everybody at the end lapped but it just the notch women and oh, to and the men that is very i deaf as well saw that definitely but i think um people are hungry that paid to hungry jean see this do somewhere else something i'm uh, usually this person the last say since the day who made you in a direct like a woman movie director of like an african or if you made a direct an american movie the director of the movie necessarily necessarily means he is going to be the move progress be more more transitive or if it's formative there just there's nothing there's a just the correlate direct between our ideation between our identities politics um uh, and as, and my cousin for national like Jennifer, you know, we're, would say we're all we're in a steep political sanctions. Well, fiction I mean that so it doesn't because if you're right, just be your gonna identity yeah. escape. But I think I do film in that the particular straight superhero films pro film are so male dominated, so dominated, um, so serrated, saturated by material in the light ways of think of ways that king in a in like this case like this was and I think black will be true too. Panther too. And in put tell it as its woman, their directorly transformed friends would be t- what could hold genre in the genre. And that's because of the case, just because of condition of cinema. Um, um, and, um, and, 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 and it being it's kind of dominated by dominant men. In that so that's a, um, I think that I think so to so telling the kinds of many different of audiences because she simply she does perform this brief status. She pre- so provides for many different ways of thinking about and thinking that it's a superhero where overthink people by it, overwhelmed, prize and support by it. Interesting in really so many ways. Sense to me, what makes it would have found that men telling when it comes. We might say uh, also suggestively the movie that the ultimate does the movie that also up is or out war is and it gives some, also a certain thing to male kind of audience that incredible there is a sense of action, action violence and etc. and so uh, pleasure. It's also that way. Well, that, yeah. So. You know, the way that the most film structure films are set is that main char- the change character of course is through the, the film. Now, at the beginning, now we know of this yeah. guinea she film, you know, with, I don't know, is there she a literary French or at a movie? Yeah, yeah, she's like, exactly, exactly, Mr. Archive, yeah, or something, yeah. So you think, okay, okay, right, so she go, how did she, so from that, like, so is that wine where she up, ding up? But do you s- do they want to uphold the social order as it inch? He does is, doesn't understand our social order. And no, sir, it makes. Um, and in fact, part of what I find fascinating about the movie she has such is the visceral disgust for injustice as it is played out in our um, in our geopolitical order. And I think that that's I think we need something we um, need to at this movie. we need um, to see um. At, a so trigger, like face, who over her archaic, her doff, body, you know, violence, global war, etc. I think there's something really compelling about that. 
So I don't know if this is even up your alley, but I was so surprised that at the film, I went to that was theater with people with, you see it in the regular packer bowl, and at the end, everybody clapped, and not just the women, but the men, I definitely women, but as well. And oh, two- definitely saw that. Um, I think people are I think that hungry to see this genre do something else. I'm usually the last person to say that if you make or if you make a direct, make a woman a director of a movie, director of a movie, after that movie that that necessarily means the movie is going to be or transformative, progress. There is more trendy, more. There's nothing to suggest that there is a direct correlation between our identities and our politics. Um, and and as my colleague Jennifer Nash would say, you know, we're 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 all steeped in the same political fictions. You're going to just be mean that identity because if you're so it doesn't escape that. But I film and do particularly the superhero history bro film thing are so literally so male dominated, um, so saturated masculine ways of being treated by men in life, ways of thinking that in in a case like this, and I think this will be true of Black Panther too, to tell it as its director, woman put necessarily transformed what could be told in the genre. And that's because of the conditions of just because condition of and um, and, and um, being dominated by men, it's kind of an, and it, um, so man. That's a, in that, I think that he is so I think she's compelling. Many different audience of audience kinds of simply because she does perform this. Then she quite so different status provides feel ways of many different super thing and thinker that I think of a prize. I think people were overwhelmed by it, by it, and surprising in really what makes it ways interesting that men tends to me so say I would have found. We might have that the a company has shed also a movie or also ultimately does he is all out war. The movie also gives some kind of and to a certain audience male but also that will another thing chance of incredible there isn't an action violation and so etc that way. Pleasure violence. Yeah. It's also so that. you know structure most film the way that the main character is the films are the film just through the course of change now we know character at the beginning yeah. of the film of this you know with she i don't her uh there's she is french
Hey, this is Brian Edwards Teekert. And this is Kat Brooks. The year is almost over, which means you are almost out of time to give a year-end gift to KPFA. It is tax deductible, plus it goes to keeping your progressive station on the air, where you get to hear those alternative voices that you can't get anywhere else. So get online, go to kpfa.org, make that year-end gift before you forget. You're listening to KPFA 94.1 and KPFB 89.3 in Berkeley, KFCF 88.1 in Fresno, and K248BR 97.5 in Santa Cruz. You can stream KPFA online or listen to our archive shows anytime at kpfa.org.